0: Hello, and welcome to Stranger Stopping Strangers. This is podcast number 33. Thank you so much for joining. A big go. welcome back to anybody who's returning, and thanks for stopping in to anybody who's new this week. Well, this week's podcast was another face-to-face, which are just so much fun to be able to really meet people in person and uh, shake their hands Uh, Papa Bear and I met in Salem, Massachusetts, and uh, just had so much fun getting a chance to meet one another, and I get to hear stories, and now I have a friend that I can go listen to music with, so um, just a win all the way around. Papa Bear's stories, you know, a lot of them go around a friend named Tom that you're going to hear all about. Um, He met Tom a couple months after his first show in 1989, and a lot of his song picks and experiences really swirl around the relationship and tell the stories about how, you know, you can meet a friend and they can become a mentor and ultimately a brother and just so entwined with with his life's experiences. So really enjoyed hearing about them and the songs and and I hope you do too. Thanks again for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you next week. so papa bear welcome
1: it's it's a real pleasure to be with you stacy thank you so much
0: i'm really excited we've talked on the phone and i mean you have so many beautiful stories and uh and i know everyone's going to want to hear you know your, your music selections and some of the stories that went behind them
1: uh, well, my story starts, um, I think, like everybody's. On the first show uh, that I went to, it was July 2nd, uh, 1989, at what was then Sullivan Stadium in Foxborough. And I think I knew maybe two songs at the time. I heard, uh I think I heard Casey Jones coming home from an Ozzy Osbourne concert once, of all things. And that day is the same T-shirt I had on. I didn't know the dead. I actually went because I heard it would be a... um it would
2: be a good time.
1: <laughs> it would be a very good time, and it was. I'll never forget in the parking lot, this huge parking jam from hell I'd never seen before. And the guy in the car next to me, uh, he had a bowl lit, and he just turned to me and said, Do you want some? I said, Sure. I took a hit off, and I said, That doesn't taste right. It doesn't taste like pot. And he said, It's not. It's opium. I said, And uh I said, Well, th- we're not in Kansas anymore, I guess. And the day went on and on, and... I did some of this and some of that, and I I do not remember most of the concert, but I do remember what at least not the music. What I remember was um, that moment where just something happened. Something was every I, I can't explain. Everything kind that of just mixed together.
0: That moment yes. where again it's the smells, the sights, the people, the music, the just that that glow rem- that all comes together.
1: I was standing up. I clearly remember standing up at some point and. Seeing all these people around me just dancing away, and without even realizing it, so was I. And I did—I had never heard this music before. Nothing. And at the end of it, I was with a friend of mine who didn't was completely straight, and he said, "You know, that really sucked. Are you happy now?" And I just said, "You know, that was it." He said, "No, Sean. When you come down, you're going to realize this." No, I said, nah, "I'm never going to be the same." And the next morning, of course, came, and I said, "All I want is more." Yeah. That was my stop. So everything made sense there. I don't know what it is, but it made sense. Oh, that's awesome. And um that's when it happened. That was um and then I looked back and, and saw that it was an amazing show playing in the band opener. Beautiful, crazy fingers. Uh, but I was, I was hooked. I just, all I knew was I wanted more. I wanted everything I could possibly get my hands on to get closer to. Not even just the music. I wanted to get closer to it. That was there. It was, it was, it was like church for me. It really was.
0: Well, I completely agree, and I would imagine the majority of these people that are listening to this podcast are are, are fondly thinking back to their uh their first day at, at church, and uh, and that's just what's so awesome about you know the community and getting to meet. And what's funny is I'm thinking to the the podcast I had recently with uh, a 20 year old um, Connor, and he explained his moment to me, you know, a couple weeks ago. At further with eyes of the world. And so, you know, it's just, it transcends, it transcends even the core band. It transcends age decades. You know, I mean, it, it, the story is different, but the, the emotions and the connection is, it's the same. And, uh, and that's just so beautiful. Right. I,
1: I think it's what everybody, everybody, whether it was in 1968 or 1989, everybody went there and who stayed was there for something. We weren't looking just for music there was plenty of music around and there are other artists i like that i enjoy and i get off on but there was something the dead got me that nobody else i think gave me or or any of us or because that's why we're still here we're still that's why we're talking
0: (laughs) that's why we're talking well i've said many times many times on this podcast i'm sure and i will say again for now other people have concerts but the dead put on a show
1: they did and, and i think the best part of that is um to realize we were part of the show.
0: That we're part of the show, right. That's yeah. the difference. It's like you go see awesome musicians and I have and I love them and I've gotten and see Neil Young and mm-hmm. Steely Dan and I mean just you know, great concerts. But when you go to a dead show, that's why they're called shows because the that we're all part of the show. We're all participating together and it's and it's the difference. I can't say a Grateful Dead concert. It's a dead show, you know?
1: It's a bunch of people getting together to to um Phil said something to this effect that everywhere we play is church because what is church some place you go with a group of people and you know to basically get outside of yourself through music through dancing whatever it is, and that's what that's what it is it is to me that 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 to my that is my church and those are my people you know um oh, I totally agree and, and the people i mean the people were When I went there, just the first show I went to, I was blown away coming from a world where people were very cynical and, um, not, not as friendly, not as, there wasn't a lot of love, kindness, and, and there it was on display, dripping everywhere. And that too drew me in that, wait a minute, this is possibly how the world can be, and there are people like this, and it's okay to be, you know, kind and all these other things. And that drew me in too, so it's, it's such big, a big picture, it's like, that all adds up to, now we're going inside, really? I've been here for five hours, and now I get to actually, now the culmination... Sir. Yeah,
0: it hasn't even started, and no. I'm having the best time. And yeah, I'm, and we get music now, too.
1: <laughs> and, and, yeah, totally. and that stuff out in the parking lot transcends, yeah. you know, whether you whether you got high or you didn't. It was much more than that. There There's a collective vibe there that you put a bunch, thousands of people together who are, who have that same intention of... You know, here for the same purpose and spiritually, you know, tied the same way and, you know, laughter and kindness bubbles come on. I mean, what what bad can come out of that? All it can do is get bigger and then put us all together inside with... Here's the band, and it's like the elements that make gunpowder. you put them together, and it just
0: it just explodes and then there really are bubbles and balloons too, oh, you know I when I was describing the shows when I went and saw Dead and Company last summer, and I took pictures and talking to my daughter about it who's uh, she's seven now she was six and saying, there's balloons, you know, like, and you would just go nuts, like, you know, there's glow sticks, like, I remember last year being at one of the shows, and, like, as soon as the sun went down, suddenly there were two glow sticks in my hand, like, I don't know where they came from, who threw them up, but, like, what do you need now? You need a glow stick to do the drums, you know, with, like, just to, like, be your own, uh, you know, um... Your own conductor yes. of the music, you know, and it's like, where else does the sun go down? And all of a sudden somebody has thoughtfully brought you glow sticks. I didn't he bring thought. the glow sticks. Somebody thoughtfully just threw out glow sticks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it really is, it's not only a day of band beyond description, but the people, the community, the shows, the whole thing, you know, cause, and they, we wouldn't be there without them, but they didn't bring the glow sticks, you know? Some hippie next to me did, and <laughs> so much fun. I think I still have the glow sticks from it, Um, yeah. You just, you got to keep on, like, I've also come to realize as I've gotten older to, like, keep on to every one of those cool souvenirs, because they're so meaningful later, and I've lost so much shit. I mean, if I had all the cool shit that I had from 25 years ago, oh, you know, God. all the Dupree's Diamond Blues, and all the stickers, <laughs> and the weird set lists. All oh, the and
1: stickers, I miss the stickers. Trigger. It's
0: Just that weird shit that people would give you, or like just
1: put on you walking by. Here you go, thank you.
0: Yeah, no, I could have a man. I, I have a little treasure trove, but it's uh it's much bigger in my mind than it is in my, you know. Closet. Do you have any of
1: your bracelets still? I, I
0: have to, a, I okay. have one. I'll I'll send you a picture of. I have one that the bra- the, the anklet the uh, the scarlet begonia fells oh, yeah. on my shoes. Nice. I have my anklet. I, got I have two. I have a a crown that I wore on New Year's Eve that was like, like a sad little, like it seems so grand at the time and it's like just some like green, you know, like, (laughs) like a a green, like kind of wrapping paper ribbon, you know, like
2: it's,
0: yeah, not what the kids are wearing these days, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, pretty basic. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I got, I got a little, I got a, I got, I got a few, few treasures in a box for sure. Did
1: you ever put any paint on your face? Paid glitter.
0: I'm sure I have, okay, yeah, yes. I'm sure I have, and I will this summer, I yes, because we've talked about that. Yes, yes, we will be doing the glitter at SPAC, because you're going to SPAC this year. I month. am, you're I am, SPAC. I'm
1: going um eight of us, I've never been there either, so I'm very, super excited.
0: Oh, it's so amazing, I mean, that's, I brought my husband last year, and he, you know, he enjoys great music, and, but is not a deadhead, mm-hmm. and he had the best time, and said he would only go back to SPAC, that he wouldn't want to deal with... Fenway or inside yeah. venues or anything else just is not for him, but Stack was, was magic. So lots
1: of room and they let you bring like a picnic basket in. You can let, you know, put blankets down and, and really like it feels like you're really welcome to it. have a good time. Red Rocks is like that and Colorado is like that.
0: That was totally the vibe. And and I said, do you want to go to Fenway after? And he no. was like, no, not really. <laughs> He's like, you have a good time, but I will go back to Stack. So, you know, so five star rating from a non-dead head. So there's, you know, that's a, that's a strong, I just heard I, I did
1: not go to any of the shows last year. I was a very, I had a wait and see because they were so expensive. And just the other day, uh, Melanie and I were listening to them and, uh, I said, you know, this, this is pretty good. I,
0: I'm excited for you. The to arrangements
1: see it. were a little slow, but I said, well, you know, I, I, said things take time. And I said, you know, maybe it's also, at least it's different because everybody's waiting for a shakedown street drones faster. Instead, it's more June to. You know, so I, I, and I'm, at least they are trying to keep it, keep it different because how many ways can you play the same? So that, you know.
0: A but, million and one ways.
1: He, but he was right on. I was, I was really, he, he grabbed me. I, and I've heard him I know he's a competent player, but he really grabbed me when I, I it was the Fenway show I I heard, uh, it was just from last summer. It was, it was really good.
2: Yeah. It, it got
1: me excited to see them really like, you know what? I can, it's okay to love you. I, it's okay to let my guy down and love you because it's just going to be alright. Alright, I'm in.
0: Yeah, you know and what it's mean? what's going on, you know, and it's the new generation. Broken. I was afraid
1: I'd have my heart yeah. broken. You know what I mean? I do,
0: I do. And, you know, I yeah. don't, I don't feel like when I went and saw him in Worcester, I don't think my expectations were that high. And honestly, no disrespect, to the DCU Center, formerly the said Set- Centrum, but it's a pretty shitty venue. Yeah, in the grand was, scheme of just terrible, you know inside, man. small, crowded, oh, the acoustics God. weren't great. Like it wasn't a great venue, but they were so great. And then I saw them at the Civic Center and that's an amazing venue yeah, and it was, was open. Oh, it was amazing. And it was, it was general admission oh. and you could get down to the floor oh. and it was open and airy. So yeah, it was after that, it was like locked and loaded, you know, full speed ahead. I remember yeah. sitting with a girlfriend in uh, January, February of 2016 and saying, I am going to every fucking concert I can get to next year. Wow. And, uh, I think it was like five. Um, and then yeah, like let's do it, you know, the train out of the station. Well, I want to go into some music because this podcast is all about talking about the music and then, of course, hearing the music. So we have to talk about the music and not hear the music. And, you know, I'm going to mix it up a little on you. I'm going to throw you a curveball because a lot of times, you know, we we play songs that shows you were at and you pick some amazing songs that go tight into your experiences with a very close friend we're going to talk about next. But... I want to pull a song out from your first show because we just heard about the show. I feel like I was there, and I I want to pull a song out from it. So I'm not even going to put you on the spot to pick the song right now. I think this can just be, (laughs) like, a surprise for the listeners. Like, we're now going to play a show from that – a song from 1989. Uh, It it was –
1: July 2nd, 2nd. Sunday night.
0: Sunday night. So we're going to go through, and we're going to pick out a tasty song, and it'll be on the website, but at this moment in time, none of us know what song that's going to be. So let's go in and do that, and then we're going to come back and uh, go on down the journey. we are back and since the break we have settled in on a song from that show from July 2nd 1989 and it just it had to be eyes of the world
1: that's my favorite favorite song i uh it, it really is that, that it it i think cuz it is all about awakening it's about awakening and be and um Oh, what a, what is that other theme in that song? Silly mind. This, that hardiness that comes with nature, because things are gonna, you know, the seasons come and they get really rough, and then it gets nice again. You have to yeah. be able to float, just keep going with it. Yeah. You know, um, but it really was, it really was the awakening for me. I mean, it's, it's not even born again. It was born the first it was born time. The first time.
0: Well, I think mean, wow. it was a beautiful know. pick, and I mentioned a minute ago. It was Eyes of the World that Connor got turned on. It furthered so oh, so nice. that just makes me happy. To, and that nice. was you know oh gosh, 2014 versus 89. So what is that? That's um 25 years later, right? So there we go.
1: That's great. I love, I I love, love to book. hear that. I love to hear young, you know, p- p- kids. Kids think well they are kids. They're younger. I mean, if they're in their 20s, they're kids. I'm 45. I I love seeing that and hearing that. The excitement then when they talk about. I just heard this. Can you tell me anything else to listen to? Yes.
0: Yes, I have quite oh a bit. Oh my god!
1: And you see the energy, and like I just found that. Isn't it feel? You know. Yeah. And I know there are some people like, oh, here's these young kids again. You know, I used to be the.
0: Well, that exactly. Generation. We were those kids, and honestly, yes, that, and even more so. What do you want these kids to be being turned on to? What are the choices? You know, like. Do you want them to learn about kindness? Do you want them to, you know, live their lives by, you know, the lyrics written by Hunter mm-hmm. and Barlow and Jerry and Phil and Bobby? I mean, mm-hmm. like they, the lyrics, the music, the, the philosophies. I mean, what, what else? What I mean, I, you know. I've heard plenty of music out there that's being produced, and there's nothing else that I, no other road that I would be like, oh, no, you need to go down this road. Like, that's getting into mm-hmm. a good place. Even the way know? they
1: play, the the philosophy who they are, and the way they play that they, li- that you know, at their best, they listen to each other. It's all a part of us all pulling this, all doing this all together, and they, you know, include us in with it because without us, what would they be doing, a bunch of people sitting there, not just playing, listening yeah. around, and. So. It'd be a
0: studio recording. Well, I want to get on the story because before we started talking, you had said, you know, really all of the song selections you have picked, um, all are surrounding, you know, a relationship, uh, a brother of yours and, um, uh, had told me a bit about how you first met. So let's, let's talk about your early beginning and then we'll go into the next song pick that was, you know, along with the rest of them introduced to you by him mm-hmm. and, you know, the special place that he holds in your journey.
1: Well, like I said, I met him uh when I met him in the college bookstore in nineteen eighty nine, um, two months after my first show. this is Tom. Tom.
0: So we can call him Tom. Yes. Okay. Tom.
1: He um he had just come off of I don't know, I had to have been five, six years of of straight dead tour all over the country and here I was and I just saw one show and and he was and he kinda of rolled his eyes and smiled and said, Oh God. All right, well, ironically he didn't have a car so he said, can you give me a ride home i said yeah no problem and um and i went into his room and he had this sprawling record collection i had never seen in my life tons of grateful dead bootleg albums and i just started flipping through them and
0: were you living in massachusetts yeah i
1: was okay. and he lived about i don't know 20 minutes from me so uh you know we went up to his room sat down and um i'm flipping through and i pulled out uh Make Believe Ballroom. I said, what the hell is Make Believe Ballroom? What's this? What's this? And uh, he said, you've never heard this? I said, no. What's Blues for Allah? And he took it out and said, you're going to find out right now. And he just had a huge smile on his face like, you're going to enjoy this. And he dropped the needle on it. And about four hours later, after continuously listening to it, um, I, I was just floored because all at this point I'd heard was, Scattered little bits of, I was just trying to find any little bit of a Grateful Dead I could find and here comes this, I meet this person who's like, I'll take here's you. Here's the
0: good I'll, shit. Alright. I'll, I'll,
1: I'll take you the rest of yeah, it.
0: The other stuff's good, but here's the really good shit, you know, like <laughs> I, I enjoy a, you know, a mainstream or a, you know, a, a fun boppy lyric, but here's something that's really gonna change it your was life. It's
1: so special and it put it in that mythical context of, wow this is you know which is what I just felt after just seeing them like who is this and it just added another layer to that myth of that you know from the intro to the and then the backstory that went with that why are they playing here what what's you know uh why what why is this so significant why are they playing it well they they did play for two years why and then it just um and I had this 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 tour guide with me this person who was um was an older brother to me who I really needed that I never had and he he was like that for the rest of our uh, rest of our time together he always was the one to say here you need this now okay and every time he would go away he would go to oregon back and forth he would come back with some musical something for me and say i found this and we would listen to it sometimes the first time together i just found this tape listen to this with me and that was really the crux of our relationship i mean Ironically, we never saw a show together. Never ever show, saw one. He was always out in... Uh, he
0: was on the west coast. He was on the west, west coast, coast
1: and I was always here, so we never went to any of those Boston garden runs. We never, that was the irony, we never went to one together.
0: No, but you shared it, you know, on a different, on a deeper level, so, and again, you know, in, in, in its own way, you were there with each other, you know?
1: He was the right person at the right time who showed up. I mean, of all places, just in the college bookstore. Which which the funny thing about that is when I take it taken the SATs, I wanted to go to the state college and I had tickets to go to a concert that night and I made a very conscious decision to say, I'll go to community college. Just filled in all the bubbles and said, I'm out of here. (laughs) I called for my ride and I said, The test is over Uh, they says No, I'm sorry, is the test over? I said, For me it is. I'll go to community college and if I had not made that decision I wouldn't have met Tom.
2: Wow.
1: Because I I would have and that would have been a completely different you know, and even then it was all about music. I need to get out of this test because I want to be around live music. So.
0: Well, there you go. And you're still on the same path. You know, here we are, you know. Many years
1: later. Almost thirty.
0: Yeah, almost, 30
1: years, almost later. thirty
0: years later. Well, let's play the next pick. So the next pick is uh and this is so fun. This is, you know, and I I love the from the ball. I mean, I love this album. It's one of my favorites. I love the Donna. I love the music never stops. I love the Help Slip Franklin. The I eyes love of The, world. the oh. Eyes of the World. I mean, I just I love so much on this album. But you picked doing the intro. So we're gonna do the intro and then we're gonna do um help slip. Well, we'll do it at that. We'll keep it a help slip just for essence of time. Yeah. But you know, on the companion only guide, I'm going to put help slip Franklin. So, cause you got all the time in the world once you hit that companion only guide. So we're going to do the intro help slip on now on the podcast. And then we'll come back with some more stories and I'll throw the Franklin in for the, uh, for the, the full listening guide. Cause it's, yeah, it's a little bit of a teaser. Um, so let's, uh, let's go enjoy that. One of my all time favorites. And then we'll be, uh, back a little bit more down the road. Enjoy.
1: To the make-believe ballroom.
2: Good evening. We welcome you. On behalf of the group, we should introduce...
1: On the piano, we have Mr. Keith Gottschalk. On the drums on stage left, Mr. Mickey Hart. On bass and vocals... Mr. Philip Lesh On rhythm guitar and vocals Mr. Bob Weir On the drums on stage right Mr. Bill Kreutzman On the vocals Mrs. Donna Jean Gacho On lead guitar and vocals Mr. Jerry Garcia so, you welcome please The grateful
0: listening to a intro from Bill Graham and help slip <laughs> and you get the Franklin if you download the full uh, music only so uh, there's it's, it's just oh there's so much music you know I mean I the, the, I could make four hour podcast between Easily. the cha- between the chatty chatty that I am and the catalog of music no I can chat and chat and chat forever. So but we gotta yeah, keep it concise because I've gotten this this in my mind that I'm trying to keep the podcast around an hour. Um and I don't know, that could change too. This is a new adventure. So who knows? Maybe uh maybe down the road they'll end up being, you know, hour and a half or two. So you know, I, at this point I will say there's a little message me. So you know, this this podcast is all for you guys. It's all for the community. This is all for fun, for love, and uh that's meeting here, sharing stories, so If you guys want to hear, you know, long ass podcasts, you just send me an email and we will, we can, we can just
1: do a long, old chat,
0: long, long chat and full, full music. So, uh, so I want to hear more about Tom because Tom, I mean, Tom was the, uh, the epicenter of the stories and you had said he kind of had come back and forth and brought you some music. So, uh, tell us a couple more of the gems that he, uh, that he brought on back.
1: Sure. Sure. Well, uh, over the course between 89 and 91, he would, um he loved Oregon. It just seemed like every time he came, he came back there, he wanted to be, be there. And, and when he was there, he'd say, well, he, I gotta come back there. I don't want to, but he would always go back and forth between the west coast and between, and Eugene. And on another time he had left and come back, um, he called me up and said, I got this tape that I was uh that I traded someone for in in Golden Gate Park when I was I was living there for a bit and I and I traded this this up for this tape, you gotta come over and listen to me. Listen to it. Okay, so I went over and um I had never really heard I hadn't heard sunrise before. I hadn't really heard if I had heard a terrapin it was something off of um um what do you call it? Probably a record. Probably right
0: studio album yeah
1: yeah so i'd I'd never and certainly had never never heard sunrise before so i didn't know who donna was really and so we i went over his house and as usual we rolled a bunch of joints and we're sitting there and um i was just floored we got to um the Samsung was unbelievable i love where bobby is in the mix you can hear him so well you know um especially but when it got to sunrise and everything kind of quiets down i said what what the hell is this And he just looks at, this is some, this is this beautiful hippie chick that sang with him. This is Donna Jean. Donna Jean. And I, and I know the flack she gets from people and I know she sings off key and at times she hollers and whatnot, but from the first time I heard that sunrise at, um, um, at the Patrick gymnasium, I was, I was a fan right there. I, I loved her unconditionally and said, whatever you do, it's okay with me.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm a big fan of Donna Jean's too. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like there's any room. And again, the, the other people may not feel this way, but I don't feel like there's any room for any shadiness around any of the bands. I feel like everybody brought something great to the table. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy all the eras and love like the, you know, the early, the, the days, the late sixties and Pigpen, pen and, mm-hmm. you know, just the style of music that they came out with. That's just much more. Um, you know, freelance, hard hitting. Yeah. And then, you know, and getting into the seventies. It softens you, up a bit. It softens up a bit. And really, when you think about some of the albums and some of the music the, and things I have on my list, I mean, they, they are Donna. I mean, I love Shakedown Street. I mean, she's got From the Heart of Me. And, um, I mean, I love the song France. South I mean, you'll never, France. yeah, you never hear it. But I mean, I love that song. It's such a good song. And, uh, I love her with, yes, I mean so many, when the music never stops and, and, and she plays, uh, you know, comes in on that and I, I mean, uh, she can do no, no wrong to me because me it's all part of the, it's another ingredient in the recipe and, uh, you know, I guess it's like some people like, you know, chocolate chips in their cookies and some people don't, but.
1: Or people who like Moxie, have you ever had Moxie? I. It tastes like licorice and cough syrup a lot of people don't like it but people who do like it love it
0: well that's a classic cherry right Right? you just walked right into that one you know we're like black licorice not everyone likes black licorice but the people who do love it
1: really 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 love it
0: really really love it well again i I love it all i mean i'm a huge fan of of that and then of course the brent era and you know i think technically and band-wise things you know after brent obviously kind of um no, they, they, they had passed their peak for sure and many, many peaks, but I was just listening to a, a, a concert from 93. It was fucking awesome. You know, I was so good. Yesterday was just Vince Wellnick's birthday and he just stepped in there and did some great stuff too. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I have love for all, all, all incarnations, I'm all sure. players.
1: You have to because you, you yeah. they were all part of it.
0: Yeah, I'm. I've got. I've got love for the whole, the whole, the whole ball of wax. You know, again, some years or some shows or some things. You know, are a little bit more my speed than others. Yeah. But there's no one player in any incarnation that I that I have. You know, I don't like that. Right.
1: You know? right. <laughs> like,
0: there's no negativity around. No. No, because there's so much negativity in life otherwise, there's, right?
1: That, that's that's why we need this because there's there's enough of that. In yeah. The world. And, there's always something to like, even even though we all have a thousand different opinions on on the band and performances. We all agree on the one thing that we love it.
0: Yeah, like there's no, something definitely. here no matter
1: how it's packaged. We even I think people will say they don't, they won't listen to anything past 89. I think they just I think they just I think they're lying. I think secretly it's a guilty plea. They don't want to admit they do because it is good. It's well, just I would not... say
0: I don't know if I have much past 89 or 90 on my list. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think when I look at my – it's an interesting point because I've never really thought about it. But I think 89, 90 from Grateful Dead era, like my Spotify, my mix, my stuff that I listen to, I don't know if anything is loaded on after that. But it's not a conscious decision. Right. It's just not what's been – Kind of produce selected for me to choose from. I'm sure if somebody, you know, if Dave Lammou comes up with a concert that's like 1992, it's certainly not going to be the year that's going to make me not want to listen to right. it. You know, it's just not as, um, it's not
1: as obvious. Have you ever heard that um at the Boston Garden, Help Slip Fire? I think it's 92. I will have to listen. Help Slip Fire. Everybody,
2: wow, everybody, that's everybody's an unusual. Waiting, everybody's uh, waiting
1: for Franklin's Tower, and and Bobby uh, looks at Jerry, and they just ready one, two, and you do do do. do. So it cool. Was, that was really, really cool.
0: I'd love to hear that. I would love Cause to hear nobody that. Nobody
1: was expecting, and the you know there was that that feeling that making a conscious effort to you know, let's just try to do something different. Yeah. You know.
0: Why not? And they
1: and they did. It was it was it was fantastic.
0: Well, let's go in and play the sunrise and the terrapin. So we have from that specific tape from that specific show that was just your everything. So we're gonna we're gonna go in and do that. This
1: this tape um was never out. Never out of my car. I I held on to this tape until I actually went back, um, in nineteen ninety one to see Tom in Oregon and Eugene. I brought this tape was never um it was the only bootleg I ever held on to that I never lent out. It was it was just um not because he gave it to me, but because I loved it. I loved the but I loved every so when I went there I actually had it with me and I traded that tape for ironically, for a um Fleetwood Mac, Peter Green tape, but I had it all, and I, and to a friend of his, I traded it up to him. Here, I'll trade to this UVM seventy eight for, but I had it forever. It was the only tape that was ever in my um, my car, any car I owned, it never left. So this was really um, really this special. You back. All
0: right, well, let's enjoy it, and then we will be back with one more story and one more song. So everybody enjoy listening to Terrapin from University of Vermont, May sixth, nineteen seventy eight into Sweet Donna Jean Singing Sunrise. i listening to sunrise and terrapin and uh we have uh we have one more song and uh and the story i mean this the stories could go on and on but we have a uh, we have some kind of closure to the story i mean it's mm-hmm. kind of a, a sad ending but um not to give it away i want to i want to hear you share but tell me uh tell me about you know brought music back and forth tell me about the some a couple more special picks and then uh what's on the what's going on
1: uh well this last pick is um this is August 1978 mm-hmm. um Jerry Garcia band he um Tom and I um it was one of those one one more time that he had once again gone to Eugene came back I'm sorry Eugene cuz people in Oregon are really going to get mad with him if you say it wrong um he had come back and this <laughs> time um he brought back a cassette and you know like always called me up and I'm back in town, Sean. You need to come in. And he was so super excited. He said, I just got this recording of Jerry singing this gospel song that is just going to ruin you. You need to come over here right now and listen to this. Okay. And I was so excited. I'm like trying to picture in my mind, what could this possibly be? And went over to the house, popped this tape in and, um, I heard I'll be with thee and I was, uh, I was beside myself. I was, I was, uh, I was happy and I was, I was crying not because I was sad, it was so beautiful, and I could not imagine... You know, I've heard Jerry play in all these other styles, and here was this bonafide, you know, No Holds gospel song that was so sweet and soft and, you know, really... For me, especially at that time, is how how I kind of saw Jerry when you took away The Grateful Dead and all this, and here's this guy who... Had all this inside of him and to hear that song go, that, that really, um, put Jerry in, on, on a different level for me, not. It's really vulnerable, I'm sure. It is. It's a very vulnerable song and the fact that he had, um, that in him. Um, and then of course made me think, well, like I'm sure a lot of people, well, Jerry likes gospel music. I need to listen more to this then. And, but it's, it, it's just, I think it, it could be I it's one of his most beautiful songs.
0: I've never heard it before this. So, I mean, that's, that's such a benefit of getting to meet people and friends is, I mean, all the great music I get exposed to, I wouldn't have stumbled upon. So, um, so I'm excited about this one.
1: And that was what, that's what Tom really was for me. He, he, um, he, he turned me on to, I mean, not only just the dead, but I mean, you know, what, what, what older brothers do. I mean, they, um, from the dead, he'd say, have you ever heard traffic? Who's traffic? You know, look ah, at I through all traffic. these this record yeah. collections and say this leads into this into this, and, um, oh, and we,
0: we could talk forever about it. my favorite the traffic like the one thing I think about traffic all the time still is, and it's this similar to the dead with the lyrics is some of the songs, some of the lyrics. I mean, just the transcending. And I've just been noticing that more and more. And then to think that these guys were, you know, in their twenties when they wrote this music too is just like a whole nother level of mind blowing. But, um, I don't know. Ten years ago listening to the low spark of high heel boys and, and I'll still listen to it and just Mm -hmm. think like, God, I mean, it just couldn't be, more and more and more true in our society and world and just have had that like foresight you know it's, it's amazing still res-
1: it still resonates and like you said from these guys were in their 20s they were
0: in their 20s you Talking know it, like
1: they'd already lived a whole bunch of knowledge and, and two lifetimes already and then their 20s coming up with you know
0: yeah bob dylan's music and i mean yeah i mean positively forestry, i mean that's got to be and then jerry's version of any well Jerry's version of it is my favorite, but I mean, yeah, these these lyrics, these things, they're just, um, it's, it's so cool. No, Harry, Harry Nilsson, that's one of my other absolute oh all time favorites. I could talk forever about him and, uh, the Harry, um, Chapin, and I mean, just, I don't know, so have, much good
1: stuff. I have some Harry Chapin bootlegs that'll, for you, that will blow you away. That made me appreciate him in a much, uh, much deeper, cause I had kind of said, yeah, Harry Chapin's cute. And these songs, he just pulls it. Oh, I mean, somewhere.
0: he was a heartbreak, I mean, heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Taxi, uh WOLD, that song, the lyrics, uh, the that. DJ and WOLD. Okay, well, you need to, yeah, it's, there's some really oh cool shit. There's some cool shit. Well, we are going to, so I want to hear, because okay, we can talk forever. I. I So tell me, so you have the music. We're going to play the Jerry Garcia yeah. band next, but... um but tell me, you know, what, what you've got going on, um, coming up this summer, cause this is really meaningful and kind of, um plays into your whole, your whole story.
1: Yeah, um, well, about 15 years ago, um, 16 years ago, um, Tom passed away and he was en route at that time. His plan was, I want to go back to Oregon, John. I got to get out of here. You know, I don't, I this is where I want to, this is where I want to be. And i to, a lot of people he was he was very sick, so ultimately it was I want to go back there because that's where I want it to all to to end that's where I want to be so he didn't make it there, but um i said um, you know i was i was at his I was at his funeral, and i said well uh i'll I'll get you back to the these hot springs that he had taken me to when I was twenty years old, um uh, only one time, but left an impression on me that that has never gone away so finally, this October. Um after 16 years, I get to, uh, I get to finally take his ashes home to where he wants to, take him home to where he wants to be. So it's, for me, it is a little bit like the story of, um that water of life story about the grateful dead man who, um, you know, at the end of the story says, look, you, you paid my debt so I could, so I could be buried and you, you, you know, where everybody else said, no, we're not going to do it because everybody knew he wanted to go to Oregon, but, and I said, I don't know how long it takes me. I'll get there. And now finally I feel like I'm paying that, that debt, so now you can be you can be free, you can finally completely move on and just mm-hmm. and be in those hot springs, which he loved more than anything where he was always coming and going from was always i'm going back to oregon I'm coming back to Oregon, you know back and forth back and forth between that and Massachusetts, so um this song is really um really really really, really um fitting with that and there's there's um there's not a lot of words to it either, which is interesting i'll be with he doesn't have a lot of words, but it uh. it doesn't need them.
0: It has a lot of meaning.
1: It is. It's, yeah, it's, it it's
0: does. Chock full of meaning and, and emotion. Yeah, well, let's hear that, and then we're gonna we'll come back and say goodbye. So this may be a first for a few of you as well. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go and enjoy. Just a quick goodbye. This has been so much fun. I, I mean, this is. I'm, I'm so glowy and happy. This has been so much
1: fun. This has been a real pleasure for me, and I, I've told you this before. I think what you do is every bit as important as what the tapers did before we even we have the internet. You, you bring us all together, and this. And you bring, you know, it's not just the music and you're a really strong conduit for that. And I think what you're doing is incredibly important. I'm very, very happy to be a part of it. And support you.
0: Well, I appreciate it. It is, it is all for the love and the community. And, and I love every, you know, that I get to meet everyone. And I just especially love meeting somebody local because we just, dis- we just discussed that we're both going to be at Darkstar Orchestra on May yes. and I'll be here before we know it. And I had just bought one ticket. So now I, I, I know I have a friend to go with and, uh, and that's it, it's the community. I mean, Leo is my last face to face. We saw each other at a show that he put on in Southbridge after. So, it's self-serving with these local ones cuz I get to expand my my personal community and I love it. It's it's uh, it's so, it's so special to me. So, very very awesome. Well, I guess uh I guess we will say uh enjoy and goodbye.
1: Till we meet again.
0: Till we meet again. Bye.
2: Bye bye, I'm going to